Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's funny with Jenny Winter. Good day. Beautiful listener. Might I say, you're looking exceptionally attractive. Yeah, you are. Look at those earphones. Oh, except if you're not hearing earphones, in which case, those ears, hot, hot, bloody hot. Uh, so, ears are so underappreciated as a sexual being, I find. Anyway, it's look, coffee. That's all I'm saying. I need a bit of coffee. Before... <laughs> Please forgive me. I think I've got like fourth podcast episode-itis where, you know, I'm just letting – we all know each other now, so I'm letting it all hang out. I don't feel like I need to be polished anymore. Oh, gosh. Lucy Pute, what can I say? She's our guest. She's a hilarious lady. Very, very funny. Um, comedian doing great things around Brisbane, mother, and has a massive gap between kids, which I cannot understand. So it was really interesting to talk to someone whose uterus did amazing things 20 years ago and then more recently. So I'm going to share that wisdom with you now. Please enjoy this crazy intro and Lucy Pute. Welcome to the podcast, Lucy Pute. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. <laughs> it's just lovely. So for the, for our li- lovely, lovely listeners out there, can you explain a little bit about yourself? Who is Lucy Pute? How do you describe yourself? Oh, gosh, I'm all over the shop. I'm mother, writer, performer, uni student, all around general dog's body. I don't feel very glamorous right now, to be honest. <laughs> I only allow non-glamorous okay. people into All the right. studio. Yeah, it's it's like the opposite of a bouncer on the door. <laughs> Not in those shoes. Go put some thongs on. Um, <laughs> so, okay, well, where do we begin? Like, where? How, tell us, first of all, how many kids have you got and how old are they? All that mm, jazz. We have the thoroughly modern family. We have the yours, mine, ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the eldest is 20 and my stepdaughter is 17 and Henry is six. Wow, I know and that's quite a spread of ages. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Did it you is. have? Uh, did you have to think long and hard about going for the third one so far after the rest? No, I don't know what happened, but I hit thirty and I just had to have another baby. Wow! And my husband even tried to bribe me with saying that I'll take you to Paris for your fortieth if you don't. Ah! So, no, no Seriously? bribes, nothing. And I could not breathe until I got that baby. Oh, I don't know. There should be a pill for that, <laughs> but there's not. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if Paris can't drag you away from procreation, there's no hope. No, there is no hope, darling. <laughs> oh, so was your 40th just like shit? And he was like, well, I told you. I'm not like, there yet. Oh, you're not, you're not 40 yet? No. Oh, my God, I'm so way ahead of you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just assume that everybody is my age. Oh, yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. The nearing 40 thing, though, that that's a thing. Did you, you know, feel that? Absolutely. Actually, it's so true because, I mean, it's just a number. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy to be 40 because, mm. well, my mum died when I was quite young, so mm. she was only 33. So, oh. to me, I'm like... 
this is brilliant. Darling, like I'm this happy is the to get definition older. of success. It's so good. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I think you do have that. Like holy hell! Like I'm statistically halfway through my life, mm. and what do I want to do? Like what do I want to change? Like what do I? Mm. I think it is a big time for sort of reassessing. Mm. Um, yeah, including never having another child ever. <laughs> Well, I swear, if it does happen again, uh, that next child's getting a bottle and a nanny midday C-section. <laughs> I just, you I'm live just, and learn. Oh, I know now. <laughs> how what? Like, yeah. How was it having an, another baby when you were so aching for it? Oh my, to- it was great, and everything's changed so much. So birthing is this glamorous surrounds. You know, it's not the sterile hospital environment anymore. Um, I had a lot more fun this time around. And Having just, the ba- like physically, yeah. like not labour. Are we talking about? Oh, I was lucky to get there. Oh my lord! Well, I thought I had hours, didn't I? Because the first one takes forever. Yeah. And um, this one, not so, not so. Did you make it to hospital? <laughs> just really. Yes. I cannot imagine. <laughs> is, do you think it's better or worse? Like, is it because I've heard that people that have it really, really quickly. Like, yes, it's over quickly, but it's absolutely complete agony. No, birth is just generally shit. Yeah. yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Please. <laughs> but I did hypnobirthing, so I don't remember it as such. Seriously? Yeah, so I didn't sound very hypnobirthy, but I remember it in a calm blue ocean kind of way. <laughs> wow. So, God, tell me about that. Uh, it's a lot of breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of self-hypnosis, fooling yourself into thinking that it's going to be fine. And it usually isn't. Um, <laughs> but then wow. it's over and you go, oh, isn't that lovely? So, yeah, I remember it as being great. Um, oh, my God. But it did not sound great, I assure you. There was no silent birthing from this mother. <laughs> I cannot understand how anyone can be silent. Uh, I think if everything's working the way it's supposed to, then I'd I think it's possible. But when you're like posterior, you've got a breach or you're all of the other joyful things that can happen, I think that makes it a lot harder. Well, you know what? With my third one, I swore so much mm. that my husband, now my ex, not entirely because of this, but possibly didn't help, said to me afterwards that he was ashamed of me. Like <gasps> no way. He, yes. Oh, he and he felt so... so well, he's very devout Christian, mm. so there's that as well. Mm. Not the entire reason, again, that we mm. divorced, but didn't help. Mm. Um yeah, like that I swore like a bloody sailor. But I do remember at right at the end, like the last half hour, you know how you get to a point where you just surrender and nothing mm. even matters and mm. you're just like, oh, for God's sake, mm-hmm. like this. Done. And I was silent the last 30 minutes. I just, I had nothing left. I had no sales curses. Wow. I had nothing. And I was honestly silent. I just was lying there just thinking. I mean, it was absolutely freaking agony, but mm. I had nothing in the tank to even wow. scream. So there oh, you go. No, no, no. I had a theory. If I could scream louder than the pain, I was fine. That, that was very that, loud. It was very <laughs> loud. That theory it was out. yeah. Maybe we should like come up with like a an earplugs for midwives kind of brand. Oh, they can't hear anything anyway. You think they're all deaf. Yeah, yeah. Every time I asked for drugs, they ignored me. Oh. <laughs> it's like, can she hear me? Probably not. I feel. <laughs> oh my god. So okay, and so from kids, what came first, comedy or having your third kid? When did you start doing comedy? The third child came first and I was writing from home so I was sort of just doing a little bit of copywriting and whatnot and 
not leaving the house. And then I found myself getting really shy. Um, and I was getting nervous chatting to clients on the phone. And I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. So I looked around for public speaking courses and Toastmasters was not it for me. And um, yeah, and comedy just looked more fun. That's incredible. Like to especially because you know how most people will be like, oh my God, that's my worst nightmare. You're so brave getting up on stage, mm-hmm. all that stuff to go from feeling shy to the point of phone anxiety to Mm. getting up that's quite a big jump yeah but I knew it was the perfect antidote so I I knew it was the only way is just to face whatever you're fearing and just plow on through it and and it's funny from there I sort of would ask myself what else can I do and that's how I landed myself in law school whether or not that was a good choice I don't know yet but we'll wait and see that's amazing (laughs) from hypnobirthing stand up to law school (laughs) yay I know it's a it's a downhill run we don't (laughs) I love that you think law schools are downhill from stand-up. It is. You should see them. They're very dull. (laughs) Very dull. You know, a lot of stand-ups are lawyers or have been lawyers in their past life. Sean McAuliffe, um, Tom Gleeson. I'm sure there's a billion others. I know. It's an expensive hobby that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Law. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like what it's done for training me to think differently about situations and it's also enlightened me uh, to be open to the possibility that I don't know everything and and that's been very humbling because I think we get so insular and we have such a small world that you sort of stomp around in that and then you don't realise that there's all this other stuff going on around you and I think that's what's been helpful to me with comedy because I don't think anyone would be interested in anything I had to say if I wasn't more educated. By the, before then, I was the reason women wouldn't get the vote. No. And <laughs> now I feel a lot more compelled to, to try harder. Wow. Mm. So that's so interesting. So do you mean by that, like when you get on stage doing stand-up, you feel like you need to actually have some shit that you know what you're talking about like you need to actually have stuff that's meaty no no I don't feel that way at all I I really enjoyed philosophy Mm -hmm. of law and I think that was something that sort of opened my eyes to being able to craft bits around economic analysis like I have this uh, gag about a parking ticket and it turns out for about 88 bucks you really can just park wherever you want Mm -hmm. and so that's sort of for me like that was something that was helpful um, being able to get that punchline equation scenario happening um, you know or things like it's perfectly acceptable to be naked in the strip club if you're the stripper and so <laughs> yeah these are all fun things you pick up at the courthouse but I think <laughs> <laughs> scary but uh, yeah it's helped me in that respect um, to understand more clearly how to arrive at a punchline quickly. Oh, that's so interesting. So yeah. inspo in law land. Yeah, you yeah. Would, who would have thought, yeah. And what about um, inspo in mum land? How does that work? Mm, no, children are dull. Oh, Very really? dull. I don't know. I just remember one day looking at a stain and thinking, is that Vegemite or poo? And... The not being since able the to time, <laughs> I know, and and you know, happy to venture further to find out, which you know that I have to question my motivations. There. <laughs> it's like the old school DNA kit, like oh. the CSI investigation. Oh. It's just the sniff what stain test. is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scary. Oh my god! Oh. And um, so, how did you like? Oh, no, I don't want to say how did you get funny. Like, is is humour something you developed in response to something like did it come out of something dark or like no, what happened I was not I'm, I'm not funny as a as a default it, and I think 
when I was trying to be funny was probably the most painful thing to watch. Uh, <laughs> I get accidental laughs at times and I can't really figure out why until I sort of go away and think about it. Do you mean on stage or off yeah, stage? Yeah, on stage on and stage. off stage. I mean, uh, I guess it's that sort of natural tendency towards aspidum that sort of makes you a little bit less aware of things. And But I always take note of where the laughs are and I sort of sit down and think about it and go away, write it down and try it again and see if it happens. Not always funny. So mm. do you write your material by having like an incident where someone laughs and you think, oh, later, that's funny, I'll write that down? Or do you actually sit down and write stuff that you think's amusing? You're going to think I'm a horrible person, but I call my mother every day. And yes, I, you're a terrible I'm person. I'm terrible. Get she out. has dementia. Aww. And I, tell, I run all my comedy via my mother uh, every day just to see if the laughs are consistent or not because she won't retain the, the short-term stuff. And I use her as a way of being, if she has no reference point then and she thinks it's funny, then it should be universally funny. Wow. And so hang on a minute. Are you saying you use the same material? Yes. Repeat it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> same conversation. And, uh, and eventually oh God, it trickles through. genius. Eventually it trickles through. So I don't do a lot of open mics. There's no need. <laughs> Your mum's your open mind. <laughs> yes. Uh, and oh she's a wonderful God. person. But I have this bit about, you know, I like to play this game with my girlfriends called Who Would You Do? And, of course, you know, you get this usual responses like Sean Connery. He's a bit of a dish. And, and I said, oh, well, I'd like to do Malcolm Turnbull. And she's looked at me like, who's Malcolm Turnbull? Oh, sorry, Mum. It's like popular culture. Don't worry, Dad. We'll move on. <laughs> so it was one of those things that, you know, even the punchline can be lost on, on your audience straight from the get-go. If they don't have yeah, that frame they, of reference. If they don't have it. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, like I, I play at all the nursing homes. <laughs> <laughs> You're a massive hit every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah every much, week. You could up that to daily if mm. you really hit into that niche fully I and know. commit. Does it pay well? I wonder. I yes. highly doubt it, mm. knowing aged care is like... <laughs> as I do. Aren't I awful, though? Isn't that terrible? Oh, my God. I, I know, but she it's loves like, it's, it. If she loves it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if you're punishing the poor woman with it. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Set. <laughs> Sometimes I do. She's like, oh, no, I think you've told me this. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my god, amazing! But that's lemons. That's lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, pretty much. That's well, amazing. no, no, no. I adore her. I adore her. She's forgotten how to push my buttons. <laughs> oh, that's the best. You've got like the like ultimate dementia or arrangement. Oh, this is perfect. All I don't ever stuff. want her to recover. <laughs> She actually said to me the other day, she's like, do you get lots of material out of it? I'm like, yes, but I was just waiting till you were dead. And she's, she was very happy. She was like, oh, no, don't waste it. Use it now. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So she understands that she has dementia? Yes. Is that, yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. And so how, gosh, that must be so full on, though. Like, as you know, fun as, you know, it's great that you found something beautiful out well, of I that stuff, but it still must be very sad. No, I told her she's wasting an opportunity because she's still doing the laundry. I said, no, 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 go stand next to the laundry and just look confused. <laughs> and then, Dad won't let you do anything after that. <laughs> and oh, is, my God. She is the most fabulous woman. So when she was having chemo and radiation, she couldn't taste anything mm. at all, but could taste oysters and champagne. 
Are you Woman shitting I, me? Not at all. Oh my I god! I know. Every day, religious. No wonder she recovered. And uh, <laughs> she's like the Beyonce of she aged. Oh, she knows what she's doing. Oh my god! Uh, she's so she's sixty nine. I was like, oh, sixty. I wish I could live to sixty nine. <laughs> you know, just so I could say sixty nine. <laughs> uh, so, but my father makes her a three course lunch every day. Yeah. I know. All she had to do was fuck up dinner just a little bit, and suddenly she can't cook. Get so, out of town. Mm, yeah. What so do you she, mean Brussels sprouts and ice cream aren't a thing? Yeah, exactly. Oh, three-course meal, so, that's amazing. No, she's living her best life. It just took a long time. Holy <laughs> shit. That is amazing. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, because... I'm not her favourite, though. No? I'm not, I'm not her Who's favorite. her favourite? I don't think she has one. She hated us all equally. <laughs> She does. <laughs> not maternal, my mother. Not maternal. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. How's boarding this? school featured strongly in our family. <laughs> right. Right. She was smart. If I could have afforded it, I would have done it to mine too. Oh <laughs> How has... Um How's that influenced you as a human being then? Boarding school. Yeah. Oh, now well, I And eat. a mother who, like, didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. I wasn't very likeable either. Now, let's be fair. Those uh-huh. teenage years, woo. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fun. Um, <laughs> this is what I'm hoping, that they come out the other side. My daughter actually is coming out the other side now, which oh, is awesome. How old is she? She's 17. Oh. And I'm just oh, no, hoping. No, 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 no. There's another one. Don't peek too up. early. Yeah, there's Shut another up. one. No, no, there's no, another there's one. No, there's not. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I'm your mum and I'm not going to remember okay, that Okay, that's all, all right. Um, yeah. They, but I'm, I'm just like, the day will come when they'll realise they were complete assholes yeah. and they'll say, I'm really you're sorry. Or even not, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I did just that let to me my be nice to you. Mm-mm. You did apologise? I did. I, saw, I said, I'm so sorry. I'm oh, so sorry. Wow. She has to realise that by apologising to me, that's not going to fix your problem. I was like, I know, but I'm so sorry. So sorry. And, yeah, so she forgot that. So I had to apologise quite a few times. <laughs> Stand up and then the apology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to be careful because at the end of your shows, you might get that muscle memory and, and start apologising at the end of every I'm show. So sorry, sorry, so guys. Sorry. Oh gosh, yeah, no, your yeah, parent, oh, mm, not as fulfilling as I thought it would be. Uh, <laughs> Did you really think it would be fulfilling? Yes, really. I was. I. I honestly. I honestly didn't expect any thank yous. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, it just the the fuck yous. <laughs> those <laughs> were unexpected. Those. <laughs> yeah, I know. Three year olds suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's full on. I, there's definitely glimpses of fulfilment. There's glimpses where you no, go. No, there's not. There's not. No, it's I've, a big lie. I get I get little like. You know, like pinpricks through a fabric. Where oh, you that's get the hormones, sunshine, darling. Right. Up and down, up and down for the rest of your life, and then down, <laughs> down, down, down. That's that's basically how that works. Oh God, it's so depressing. Mm. What gets you? What keeps you going then? Like when you know? How do you? How do you cope with life then? Oh, it's just like this delicate balance of alcohol and Valium, I suppose. Uh, it's a know. good lesson. <laughs> There's any sponsors out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you should actually read it. I think a bottle of Valium costs like $5. I mean, when you put that next to your alcohol bill, seriously. Well, that's here in Australia. It's, it's, it's We're very choice. lucky. Yeah. We're very lucky. Very Thank relaxed you, culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. I do actually get Valium every now and then for my back. Like, mm. if my back is terrible, if mm. nothing else will fix it, I'll go. Mm. And because I only do that, like, maybe once a year, so I've got them saved up. So oh. then if it really is a horrendous day, like, mm-hmm. I do not want to get addicted to anything. But, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I see why it's the... The drug of choice for housewives yeah, in the 50s. Isn't it amazing. funny? But, you know, that's that isolation aspect. I don't want you to think I'm really on Valium. I'm not. It's just another gag. But I think the big thing with that I've noticed is the isolation. So you can be surrounded by people in the suburbs and still be incredibly lonely. And I think not having your girlfriends around you, that's what I loved about Funny Mummies. It's that camaraderie that sort of creeps in and it's important it's super important it is yeah yeah, absolutely and solidarity and I think especially with motherhood because Mm. like no matter I mean there's obviously a million different ways to do it a million different kinds of families Mm. a million different kinds of kids Mm. but there's so many similarities that like you get it like Mm. you get each other even Even across cultures yeah you look at another woman across the the lift from where I live and we get each other and and I think too is women are experiencing sexism and, and all the isms um, at the same rate. It's yes. very much, you know, uh, all we're, we've got as far as being a, a progressive country is economic superiority and that just adds an extra layer. So I think women, we get it, but also at the same time, you know, you become divided into, you know, good, bad mum or sporty mum or the mum that chats. And so when you divide and conquer, you actually um, weaken women. And I think that's a common political strategy as well. And so once you keep all of those fighting amongst each other, you're not really uniting for the common cause, which is essentially feeling content and well within yourself with the the life path that you've chosen. Isn't that deep and meaningful? That's very oh, deep. It is. It wow. Is. Covering I know. the whole gamut. I try to cover up my intelligence. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Can I ask, so like with the, yeah, the dividing thing, that's really interesting and labels and the, mm. you know, um, from the two posh to put, like they're, Mm. A lot of these labels are inherently critical mm. Mm. of each other. But, I mean, do you feel – I feel like women are just as bad as doing that to each other as, you know, as men can be. Like, yeah. there really still is that. But I uh, – okay, someone once said to me they chose to do this, but do you really have free choice? Do you really? And when you break that down – As in you, chose to have kids? Yes, mm-hmm. or, you know, our understanding of – life and, and where we are and our place in the scheme of things, a lot of that is indoctrinated. I mean, my husband, stupidly, I, I used, uh, I, I we only had a pink toothbrush left, so he ended up with the pink toothbrush. Silly me, saw the pink toothbrush in front and just didn't question it. Just, you know, our gendered society says, I have pink. I went, oh, pink must be mine. Yeah, no, it's not wow. mine. So it's kind of, you know, a lot of that is on autopilot. And I don't think mm. we even realise, like, what you don't know, you don't know. And just because you can't imagine it doesn't mean it won't happen. Like, it's still happening within relationships that are st- relatively equal. They're still not equal. No, I yeah. know. It's so interesting, isn't it? Like, I was... Um reading this book it was by Naomi Wolf and it was from years and years ago Mm. but it was talking about how she observed that even amongst her quite ardent feminist friends Mm. uh, once they had kids despite all of the it's going to be 50-50 they had partners who were on board Mm. like absolutely Mm. never was and they always ended up doing the bulk of the housework the bulk of the childcare and why is that like even when you are very conscious about it Mm. that gender it's really hard it's hard to shake it's liberalism um (laughs) (laughs) the reason for everything that's why i think i i used to think that well i I was lucky i married for love and i chanced a couple of things along the way uh but you know i realize now as, as 
horrible as it sounds, I think your job is to find the richest cock you can and just <laughs> follow it around until it lets you suck it, really. It's, you know. Oh, my God. And, I, and it's not even Please being look sexy. out for Lucy's line of Hallmark <laughs> cards for Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> LucyPute.com, guys. I know, I know. Well, pretty much that's accurate. I mean, you know, and in the moment it gives you grief, just say next. You know, like, why are we so caught up in the happy family scenario? It's not happy. No one's happy. Don't be silly. Stop it. Just get a feather boa and fluff and swan around the CBD. And and honestly, if anyone's looking for a new husband or girlfriend for that matter, because they all know what they're doing, uh, you know, just come with me and I'll pick you a new one. It's just there's so many of them to choose from. So this feeling lonely, it's 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 from within. It's not actually what's happening outside. But you actually have to go out and seek out other people to realise that. And there's the rub. That's yeah, the hard bit, especially if is. you're feeling quite isolated and that gets you right down in this little spiral. Yeah, that's so hard I because the thing so. you need is mm. the hardest thing to go out and get. Yeah, but that's why we go to birthday parties. It's just so you can check out other kids. <laughs> is it? Yeah. For me, kids. it's the cheesels. <laughs> but no, whatever. No, I just check out other people's kids so I can feel better about mine. I'm just fine. <laughs> I, I just mind. go, oh, they're all shit. Oh, good. Yeah. Like, it's not that they're worse. I'm just like, yeah, it's so nice. I think the most beautiful sound to my ears since mm-hmm. having kids is another kid melting down. <laughs> I'm like, that's like a bloody Brahms symphony to me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel wonderful. Yes. High five the mum as you walk past. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Isn't it that thing too, though, like when people are like tut-tutting, like, parents of kids having a meltdown in the supermarket mm. or whatever but if you're another parent you're mm. just like oh dude I feel you like mm. to the other parent it's just mm. solidarity across mm. the board I just turn around and go whose kid is this <laughs> <laughs> who's left the child unattended like, and and yeah I've had a few of those I've, yeah it's been fun <laughs> uh, I remember actually when my daughter was probably one and or two maybe um, pushing her out um, of Carindale shopping centre stark naked in the pram <laughs> screaming her butt off oh and I did not even give a shit like these little old ladies eyeing me off evil like the, mm. how dare and I was mm. like you want a piece of me like come on bring it you want to dress her be my freaking guest have a go oh, have a go good god <laughs> Just crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, so, um, back on track. Where, where are you going? Like, what are your plans? What are you... Oh, there is no where plan. Where to from here? I have not planned any of this. It was an accident. Wow. Um, like the first child. So, it's <laughs> all right. That's she, a good life strategy. Oh, it is. Accident to accident. Well, you know, I love how people used to peer in the pram and they'd look at the baby, you know, look at me and look at the teenagers and think I've had an oops. And it was the one that learnt <laughs> to reverse park. So... You know, I'm just like, oh, you know, this is that's my life plan. That's my strategy from the get go. It's yep. just fail my way through and see what happens. But I mean, lots of really fun things have been happening. And I think that's just off the back of being me, which is the hardest thing in the world to be, that just to be yourself and accepting that that person isn't what the world told you you are. And I think that's really cool because for me now, I'm, I'm not afraid anymore. So if an opportunity comes my way, I say yes and figure it out, you know, and I think I'll just keep doing that. From Did here you always in. feel like that? No. Did something no. happen that changed or was it just gradual uh, I think just a lack of confidence generally and also to being a young mum I was a very young mum mm. um, and the world then you, I mean 
Yeah, I, I actually have quite a, a poignant story to share on that note was that there was a lady, I remember being in Centrelink and there was a lady there who, you know, had backdated my application because, you know, there were no bathrooms in the office that I was waiting for hours on end for and, and she said, no, I'm really glad that we have this payment for you now because I wasn't able to keep my baby and I was like, Wow, and it's never left me, never oh left me. Gosh. So once upon a time, we didn't have a choice, whereas I did have a choice. It was a limited one, and but at the same time, it was possible. So I think now, like planning-wise, I'm probably better off if I just don't. I mean, Centrelink's got my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. It's been a lot of years, but I'm sure that we're still pretty friendly. Funny, you never remember that, like, Forget the customer reference number, though. I know. Uh, I could recite mine off by heart I right know. now. I, I won't, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I'm branded. Like, I've not needed it for such a long time. But I was like, no, no, no. If I have to quote this baby, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got this. Yeah. So, and, you know, the patience of a saint that's always required for our lovely public servants. But, yeah. So, I no, I don't have massive aspirations. I have things that I do every day. And I write uh, I perform, I always push forward and as things unfold I just say yes uh, because I think that when I was trying so hard to make things happen they just they would disappear and disappointment creeps in and that's not the point because mm. if you're not laughing it's no point is there that's next right. stop's death darling <laughs> <laughs> then you get to rest <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah well gosh I've got some rapid fire no, questions you for just, you. I know isn't that dull no on that depressing note oh no that's absolutely beautiful and it is really good to be grateful and I was also a young mum yeah. and not planned at all yeah. and went through the whole god damn can I even do this yeah like, you can yeah. You don't even have to be there for it. <laughs> now, you don't have to be a good mum. I'd like to do hypno parenting. Hypno parenting. Yeah. Just look back and go, I just I did a blue wave. I yeah. did I did wonderfully. I don't know. I think there should be a hypno parenting because <laughs> we're all shit at it. But then we go, we go, we did everything we could. We gave them everything. And no, you didn't. It's just <laughs> never going to be good enough. Just accept that your job is to fail. Fail fast, move on. It's yeah. just next chapter. And they'll Retirement. continue the cycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, I love watching people complain about their parents on stage. And I think, oh, a little bit of that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For possibly more than a little yeah, bit yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Lucy Pute, rapid fire. So your life motto. Uh, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Woo! <laughs> Love it. I, I would totally 100% back that up. Um, a moment and probably explains why my toileting's going down the shitter. Anyway, um, I'm going to edit that out. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Thank like, you for what that. What don't I have bit? fun with? No, I don't. Mm, toilet time is quiet time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not party you know, time. No, no, no. Well, you know the tampon wrappers and things? Mm. Yeah, the kids thought I had lollies in the loo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she always eats her lollies in the <laughs> Mum does lines in the laundry, darling, not lollies in the loo. <laughs> Children underestimate me. Yeah, wasn't always a good mum. Okay. (laughs) Uh, A moment that you're not proud of. Oh, all of them. (laughs) I'm not proud of. Well, yeah, the the Vegemite poo scenario, like which is what? Um, Oh, not proud of. 
Oh, I've got one. <gasps> I do. Yeah, go on. I do. Um, I told the children to pick up everything because the cleaner was coming. Life wasn't always this posh, but it is now because uh, the cleaner was coming. And one of them picked them up because she knows I'm genuine. That was the birth child. Stepchild thought she'd push the boundaries a little, and that's allowed. And she didn't pick up everything. And the husband, of course, just leaves everything wherever because that's where it belongs. So I went around the house on the day that I said that it was supposed to all be picked up, opened every door. There's like 17 doors in this house. No windows, just doors. Must have been cheaper. And proceeded to throw things out the doors as to clear the space. And the cleaners arrived and then said, well, you did say it would be clean for us to clean up and I said yes and the children are just looking at me days like what's going on like empty milk cartons cleared the fence I've got a very good arm <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> then my husband's father shows up and everything's on the lawn and he says nothing absolutely nothing and takes my husband down to go and do some fencing and then of course uh, I being the only one not doing anything proceeded to pick everything up off the lawn so <laughs> should have done it myself in the first place so no i'm not proud of that moment but it felt good oh my god well but the first bit felt good first bit slightly embarrassed but i should have experienced that a lot more deeply but i didn't because then blame creeps in and it's much better if you can blame someone else psychologically oh yeah (laughs) that's my life motto actually Uh, oh my god (laughs) she's an odd one but we get there in the end (laughs) (laughs) Um, what is the best advice that you've ever received ignore everyone You are so funny. You are like the most anti-social social person. Oh, that's Asperger's. I've ever met. That's that's a diagnosis. Uh, ignore everyone. Uh, if you ignore something for long enough, it eventually goes away. It is that hypno mm, approach mm, to life, except for cancer. It's, yeah, that one. Yeah, that is. Shit. Yeah, so yeah. don't ignore that one. No, no, no. <laughs> um, that's officially sanctioned okay. by the Funny Mummies podcast. Don't <laughs> ignore cancer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What is the worst advice you've received? Oh, if you haven't made it by your time you're 30, don't bother. Oh, God damn. You know what? I cannot believe it when it's human. This is the thing about coming yeah. 40, right? Yeah. You suddenly tick the different box. Yes. Like when it says, what's your age group? Mm. And it turns to 40 to 45. And you mm. think, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here is the biggest insult in the world. Mm-hmm. Around the corner from our house, mm. they've just opened up a little, um, one, you know, one of those outdoor gym playground things. Mm. And it's got like the mm. workout equipment. Mm. On the workout equipment. Okay. This is like those bullshit little arm presses that are like, you know, mm. it weighs the size of a baked beans tin. Mm. Do not use this equipment if you are over the age of 40 mm. and haven't consulted a doctor. And I'm like, what? what? We have sex more rigorous than that. Come on. <laughs> Hanging from the chandelier, still just quite nicely. I'm fine. I'm fine. Sorry. Doing my pull-ups on the chandelier while we well, do Well, we it. have to find less neck strain. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Some things we need to be conscious of, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm working out more just to spite that damn thing. I'm like, I'm 40. Um, Yeah, no, what a crock of shit. Mm. And isn't it wonderful? I love when you read stories of people who have just become ridiculously successful late 
later in life. Mm, like mm. I can't remember what her name is. Not that this is ridiculously successful, but there was a woman on Desperate Housewives who played one of the neighbours. Like she was a really major mm. character. She moved to Hollywood when she was fifty mm. and started doing auditions mm. and then got this role and you mm. know, the rest of it. like this blah blah I, it really shits me to tears when people act like there's an expiry date on it yeah well I was, t- I was told quite young so 30 seemed a long way off um, but it rocks around pretty quick as you know right and, and so does 40 um, yeah so I just ignore everyone now that was the other tidbit you see just ignore everyone and that is excellent advice it's very now. I get it tautological but Context. very good excellent <laughs> complete this sentence being a mother is exhausting a freaking man uh, and finally, Lucy Pugh, written on your tombstone will be... Here she rests. Wow! <laughs> no more exhaustion! <laughs> Amazing! We try, we try. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Facebook mm-hmm. or at the pub. <laughs> Either or. Either or. Why not both? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. No, my pleasure. And thanks for having me on. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Funny Mummies podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you join our group on Facebook, the Funny Mummies group. Also, we have funnymummies.com, which has upcoming gigs, shows, fun stuff. You can find me, Jenny Winter, which is W-Y. N-T-E-R, why? Because I can. At JennyWinter.com, you can find me on Facebook at Jenny Winter Comedian, Instagram at Jen Winter, and your child could be the voice on this podcast. So if your child would like to say, with Jenny Winter, record that as a voice memo, send it through to me. You can either send it via the Facebook group or via my website and they could be the voice on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you find some funny in your day. It's the funny With Jenny Winter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.